Welcome. So I got my cards tonight. Like my my own cards, not the ones that I have to show you. This this is this is and I think we in the Mosaic Arc have been studying patterns and images and finding ourselves being drawn more and more and more into the magic. So much so that we went on nearly Owen Link last week. <laughs> we realized though that we were nowhere near the level of understanding what that rave is about. So we thought this episode we'd continue with, well, well, I don't know if that's a really card that I want. We'll find out about what those swords are tonight. Welcome to the Mosaic Arc. Hey, I've got a deck. I've got a deck. You you, you went to try to find some? I did. I did. They're all sold out. The, a particular one of the Visconti Sforza? One in particular? Just all of them. They only had one left. All the tarot decks have been sold out. Why do you think that is? I think you, we've just popularized magic in the last seven days. <laughs> 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 so we're getting we're get we're getting I and mean, we have our audience on unauthorized hi everyone tonight it's really good to see you and i particularly appreciate those of you who are carried over from after vox did his special special long live stream tonight um but we're also we also need to welcome our youtube watchers because we're getting some really some really nice engagement on the videos that we post there so everyone if you're watching this on on the youtube video, please like and subscribe. That's that's starting to help us understand who's, who's out there. And if you want to watch the live stream, come over to my Telegram channel or join us on Unauthorized TV. Then you can then you can actually participate in the chat. Right. So you think you think you think it's working? Do you, <laughs> you think yeah. we're, the magic is working? We're drawing people in. It's trending now. <laughs> we got we got some. It was just odd, like an entire shelf that should have been covered in them, and it was empty. Then I asked the owner of the store, "Do you have any?" And he said, "We've just completely sold out of all of them." That was bizarre. that is very interesting, mm. and and particularly. I so mean, we talked all the time. We talked a lot last time about how they're playing cards. <laughs> they're like just just playing cards, and yet people are. You think they're buying them to play tarot? 
Oh yeah. No, definitely. I mean the the games, right? I actually have a book of games. We should, you know, one day learn how to play like bridge with tarot. That these are kind of hard. I mean, I don't know how you would. They're hard to hold because they're so big, and these are true size to the the original cards. But but we know that they're almost the size of iPads. Or or, I mean, I think I think they're <laughs> they're the same size as our cell as our. Uh, <laughs> as our magic phones. I mean, if I look at, oh, if I look in here, I've got the telegram open and I can like, you know, replicate myself off myself in my, in my own stream. Ah, so we're streaming into- Which is the magic device? The judgment, the, 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 uh, the, the resurrection of the dead, the angels blowing the trumps. We want to rave. We want to, to come back to life. Is that perhaps, perhaps that's it. Yes. <laughs> why, why were why were you looking for cards? Because well, I've we've been ta I've been talking about them as I mean, their image. This one's so that one's the images of an image of judgment. Um, this one, mm. this one's hysterical because it's redrawn. It's a modern redrawing. It looks sort of pink and icky. But it's the the devil card apparently is missing from any of the historic decks, so they had to redraw it, which is is curious. Um, we have a fool that looks very um, wild man, like instead of, I don't know, more magician-y. Oh, here's the magician. Well, I was, there we go. I was digging through this. I was digging through the crystal shop because they had a book section. So I got myself a copy of a book. Yeah. Uh, just cheap paperback version of Mary Shelley. Of Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I was browsing around and having a look at what they've got inside, especially uh, interesting after our last stream to kind of look at all of these objects, mm. thinking about what they're being used for and um, how all of these little fetish items are kind of constructed in a way to give them a mysterious quality when really it's all natural materials. I mean, you've got like rocks out of the ground and right. different plants and everything. Um, nothing, nothing nefarious, but it's the placement of everything that kind of gives it that particular energy or that. Well, indeed, the, yes, the, they're, the appearance. they're pretty rocks. I I, the, I mean actually the, 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 it's interesting I have a few hanging around out around me I just dropped my cards right here's one <laughs> um, although I also I also I play with this that looks like a piece of tubular this, no it's it's what is I that? don't remember what it is okay. uh, um, but I you know I have this in my hand and I was starting to wonder well people want whether whether I'm weaving some kind of spell because of course I got it probably at a Renaissance fair I think so I think they sell them as hair ornaments there um, but they also work mm -hmm. as these kind of endless mandalas and I find if I could be smoking right yeah <laughs> I certainly I smoked all through grad school some of college most of grad school to to, to whatever it takes to get that inspiration I mean tobacco is supposed to be kind of mystical but it's just a herb that you could smoke. 
Um, and this, I just, I need something to be doing with my hands because otherwise I, I, I mean, I always just have to have something that I'm going on with my hands. So how much is, how much of this is a magical thing and how much of it is, uh, we're physical and we need to focus somehow mm. into the material, the physical world. Fidgeting with things to remind yourself that you're here while you're in the space of intellect. Mm. Yes, I had thought of that, that I need, I need something when I'm reading or writing because this, this concentration that it takes to surf the internet, <laughs> stare into the light. Um, you know, I, per I persuaded both of you, know, so I have a light ring on mine and you got you uh, to have a light ring, which has shown up in some of the previous videos. And yes. we are this projecting ourselves into the light and transporting ourselves through uh whatever kind of energy waves this our being is traveling along and then i need i absolutely have to have something that anchors me down into the the physical world mm. so it's is this all is this all magic or is it just is it just fidgety stuff or fidgeting mm. or fidgeting and how does this translate into what happens we we ended with burning man last time and i i i think um, there's a lot more to say there that we need to go back to what were we what were we tapping into when we were thinking about what what the people are doing at those music festivals what they're doing in the I mean you need to go to the desert to be in that physical space it's not mm -hmm. enough just to listen to the music that you might hear on your on your headphones or you need to somehow be in the the and it, it I think it matters that it's it's out there. I spent a lot of time going out to the desert and in um for real, right? It's like I grew up in Texas. I grew up, lived in New Mexico. You go into the mountains a lot. You go into the desert. What happens when you go into the desert and on vision quests and and things like that? And so we, the the people the people that are there, they're out there in Burning Man. What are they looking for? Hmm, that's a very good question. Uh, I mean, the, this kind of uh, this kind of rave scene started in goa in india oh yeah i didn't mm. know that tell, tell so, me more about the rave scene so <laughs> oh would uh, you perhaps know something okay it. come on i'll give i'll give my so i would i was in college in the early 80s and we spent mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time in the early 80s um listening to music from the late 60s <laughs> i've read electric kool-aid acid test come on um and I was certainly, I mean, you in, I end up as a medievalist, I think not coincidentally, because it, you know, it, it drew me in with the, some kind of mysticism that is there, but let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's be fair. I listened to a lot of Pink Floyd <laughs> <laughs> and, oh no, I mean, this is on the blog, right? Back in 2010, when Roger Waters um, started the, the big, the, the world tour of the wall, I was there at the opening, maybe, I don't, not sure it was the, well, no, wait, it may have been actually the very opening um, performance of that, certainly in Chicago, because one of my friend's brother was in it, <laughs> uh, the, Robbie Wyckoff, who sang the, the Comfortably Numb 
on the on mm-hmm. the if you I don't know if anybody saw the that the wall production right but and it, it's it toured it stayed on tour for like the whole decade right the wall is on tour for the decade of the teen of the teens and um, Robbie was there and I was just like he sang it like it sounded to me as it was in in you know my records when I was in college listening to it um, beautifully absolutely beautifully and then we got to meet him afterwards so I had pictures with you know Wyckoff and. Um, I didn't like it being in the concert in in the United Center, you know, with the the sort of everybody stood Why up not? and they just stood up there. I, we were stuck in our seats, right? It was like there was no there was that uh, you know yes. when I went to see Hear the Grateful Dead. See, you're you're gonna you're gonna have to top this, right? Trump this. We're learning. Trump we're learning this. About I went. I lived. I was in grad in graduate school. I was in college in Houston, and I went to a David Bowie concert at the Summit. There was a key. He passed a globe around or something, right? I went to a Go Go's concert, which you can laugh about. They they were great. I still love the Go Go's. Um, uh, I managed to hear Jethro Tull in concert once, although I missed. I I was sad about that because he was. They weren't as good in concert as I felt like they were on their records. Um, and we went to hear the Grateful Dead. This is actually topical to what happened in the last year with the um, the concert at Astroworld. Um, I think we yes. went to Six Flags. We were in Houston. Which one is it? The Grateful Dead came, and th- with that concert, we got to just sit on the grass and listen to them, which was actually nicer. Mm. So I can, I mean, I can see myself going to Burning Man. Maybe not now, but <laughs> I could. I could certainly. <laughs> I could certainly see myself. Well, actually, so I have. I. 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 I you showed me once a picture of a woman. I want to wear this. Right. She's got. She's got. I had well, I had clothes a little bit like that when I was in college, right? Spangly, rainbowy things. Are you? Do you have it up? Yeah, she's up. She's okay. she's got her bikini on. She's got her chakra yep. chakra necklace. She's got her <laughs> little short shorts, which I probably once maybe for a couple of years of my life ever could have managed to wear. Right after I started fencing and got really skinny, um, she's got her shades and she's. I mean, she looks like a a rainbow bird. She's beautiful. I I would wear that if if I had the figure for it for sure <laughs> a kind of cross between an olympic athlete and a shaman and a yes uh, kind of woodstock hippie yes yes and i can i can actually say you know i have america greatness cred on this now because there was a nice essay talking about the the the, the sort of harmony between the hippies and the conservatives <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that article for local for local Good. culture, and I I finally found my I I found my home. I get it right. I've all, I've been you know a hippie all the time, and not, and now whatever I am now, it's it's been the same quest. <laughs> yes. So now tell us about what you did down south, your your raving world. <laughs> you, do you rave? Do you, you rave like we do in in the south? No, we kind of um. I'll give you the, I'll give you the short version of it. So, uh, Australia, Australia's rave scene exploded. It was huge down here because we have the link to Great Britain. Mm. And so we, we imported a lot of that British, uh, bass music scene down under and then kind of reworked it and did our own thing. But the outdoor festival culture became massive as well. So it was kind of a, two two styles warehouse parties and then these massive outdoor gatherings like burning man mm-hmm. um what do people do with these things 
<laughs> I don't know. I as you you know, Burning Man is actually the 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 apotheosis or epitome of the kind of you know music music I like to listen to in college. That feeling of, mm. of being out in this it's it's slightly artificial and slightly natural space, right? It's 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 kind of you know it, yeah. it's, it's shamanistic. Casey and saying in the chat that Burning Man in your picture looks like a Da Vinci's Retruvian Man. Yeah, I think there's a oh yeah there's definitely an artistic feel to the desire to participate in this i mean their costumes we were probably smoking stuff tobacco i told you that <laughs> um so you know it's it, they're obviously associated with alternate substances other than than my wine here but wine is a good dionysian well dionysian it's, fuel. it's bring your own apothecary mm. really at these events mm. But the whole thing is set up like massive, uh, massive performance art slash slash liturgical ritual. Right. So it's multi-sensorial and it's completely immersive. That's the thing about them that uh, was so captivating because you're all your senses all at once and then uh, influencing your sensory perception with whatever chemical means you've decided to do that with. Um, but the idea is to leave reality and come into a kind of uh, make-believe world for a little while. So there's a, there's a, there's a feeling of having left the norm and come into a space where you're expected to be you're expected to be able to do things say things uh that you can't in another in another context be more uninhibited and whatever mm. but the uh i mean the whole idea of it is that uh people are looking at a kind of rebirth experience i think that's that's what it always felt like because the i'm just trying to think like the 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 festival culture that we kind of developed in australia uh you know sampling what was going on in britain sampling a little bit of what was going on in the states a lot of people running over to india to visit goa and you know bring right. bringing that kind of thing back down here it was like a cosmopolitan folk religion so you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then pull it all together into a space where as you said it's kind of half natural but it is very artificial because everything there is man-made the art installations are man-made the music is mechanical um yeah electric well it's so, it's what um yeah it's M McLuhan Marshall McLuhan was reflecting on all of this around the time of Woodstock, right? So that first mm -hmm. disastrous mud pit of <laughs> music festival. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I think what he, I like what you said, cosmopolitan folk, that that's, he called it international motley, this, this mm -hmm. sort of drawing from cult, all world cultures, which, you know, yes. to a certain extent we can recognize has been going on in the whole of modernity. Modernity is a kind of cosmopolitan folk culture. 
that, that that say go to the Crystal Palace back in 1850, um, 1851 in, in London. And the, the desire for all of the different cultures was, it was a craftsmanship, right? They, they, they brought together all mm-hmm. of these artists um, to demonstrate the industry and, and also craft, craft work of the people, but from all over the world. And they're all there under one built in one roof. But, and the Crystal Palace, I'm just thinking of this now, otherwise I'd have a picture of it. Um, the Crystal Palace was built over the trees so mm-hmm. it was, you know, I, uh, you know, iron glass and then enclosing these trees so that the, the, um, performance space, the, and they did, they did musical things. They had poetry. Queen Victoria showed up a, a number of times and they had, they had various, um, events associated with the, the craft display, but maybe, I mean, it's like also what you're describing fits very well with. I'm thinking like the tent revivals that were a, a feature mm. of like American Southern culture, definitely to go and they still are. I mean, there's the circus tent culture, but there's also the prayer tent culture to go out and mm-hmm. and want to be transformed. I mean, you're obviously expecting to go through um, some kind of spiritual transformation and i know i you know i know that from when i was in college and you know we're listening to the music and wanting to be part of the, by the time we're hearing david bowie in the summit you know convention center in in houston that's why i say i didn't like it i didn't i liked the music and i liked seeing my friend's brother singing comfortably numb in the united center here but it felt corporate and artificial there was no magic that was going to happen yes. under those circumstances where we we definitely could feel like there could be magic that would happen in our sort of impromptu music playing and, and drawing and dancing and other things that we might've done in college, potentially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I bought some of those tarot cards back in college from the same shop that Marianne Williamson used to shop at. Just saying, I I could run for president too. You, 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 (laughs) hitting too many things at once i'm sorry well i'll say let's 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 focus in instead on oh you know this kind of desire seems to be in in the news at the moment we have we have a very interesting story that i think on the one hand we have the rave and on the other hand the russians shot up a cosmetics warehouse what were they doing They really don't like makeup. They really don't like makeup. <laughs> but I mean, there's a, the, this like we have the desire. The Dwerney Man thing should should be terrifying and magical. And we talked about. But what what's this other terrifying thing that's happening? We've got like actual rockets blowing up cosmetics factories now, which I, you know, both of us, mm. you both, both of us saw and said, "Wow, that's interesting." What you blew? You Wasn't blow it? up a cosmetics factory, <laughs> and, and the the ostensible thing was saying that the 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 label had been celebrating the the blowing up of the Crimean Bridge, but I saw mm. I saw something different. What did you say? Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Always all the the angels. What do the angels teach humanity? Well, maybe they teach us music. Maybe they teach they they teach uh, metallurgy. And cosmetics. So, as far as I was concerned, yes. this, this was just a sign that we're somehow paying. Oh, now I've got my pen in my hand instead of my my fidget toy. Somehow we're in this spiritually charged moment. So much so that a cosmetics company it becomes a, a, a 
player in this mm. actual hot war that's going on. Now, are we are we going to take all of these things simply as accidental, or are they 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 hints and clues for us? Well, we don't tend to see accidents in things. No, no accidents. <laughs> Patterns. No, no, no. <laughs> Patterns. So what what do we think is going on here? Right, it's like we've got it. We've got a number of different elements. This one, this you people. I promise, I made notes for this discussion, so <laughs> we would stay on track this time. But we've had Burning Man. We're trying to figure out why all the costumes, why all the drugs, which is obviously mm -hmm. part of this culture, the mind altering substances, um, the, yes. the the you know the co the costumes, including the sort of desire to be in the light, which we've we've talked about a lot before. And then on the opposite side, this cosmetics factory being blown up for its participation in in effectively a propaganda campaign saying oh you know we celebrate that this bridge was blown up but the 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 dynamics are are very powerful right now all all coming together and if things start to get blown up like what gets blown up the blowing up is clearly some kind of transcendent experience because people do get very excited when fireworks go off very much. Well, that's why they're going to the Burning Man, isn't it? They want to see something blow up. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they set that they set that effigy on fire, yeah. and and the it's in the desert where it, you know they do our we do our rocket tests out there. Obviously, I mean, there's a very military feel. They do it. It's it's in Nevada, right? Chat, maybe you know. Father Bear is asking, "How high are you?" All right, Father Bear, are you asking me? I've had wine now. If I'd been at mass, you that might be a fair question. <laughs> Mugen Bear. No one is allowed to wear a mask. Nobody. I, th I, th I think they're having their own little side chat <laughs> in the chat. Okay. You, you, need, you, help, you need to help me signal when you're actually talking to me rather than each other. Um, so what kind of energy are we, are we experiencing here? What, what do we think we need to worry about? I have, I have another. I'll go to my, our next image. It's this very psychedelic mandala. kind of computer-generated mandala. I'm, th I'm thinking about the space. The, the parties have a, a focal point. Everybody faces in the same direction. Mm. Everybody's facing the DJ. Those turntables are an altar. Yes. Because it's the focal point of the entire field of people or warehouse or wherever you are and there's an enormous amount of energy being generated by the people in that space yeah because we were i mean like this is kind of a situation where dancing for nine hours without a break is normal and some people would do that for two or three days straight Oh, that you're saying that's what you have so, to do to be able to fit into that costume that she's wearing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the olympic the athleticism of the, the 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 rave dance yeah i mean i don't really like it was quite normal i i'm, I'm laughing about it like there, there were horrific things that happened of course because people would collapse mm -hmm. you would see people collapsing after they'd been in this space um i mean at what point do normal people move like that for nine hours at a time? 
you'd have, you really you're training for like Olympic peak athletic fitness in order to be able to do this kind of recreational activity right. and um it's not just like the cardiovascular um workout like you're frying your neurons at the same time while you're doing this and then everyone is together in the same room or field doing the exact same thing and everybody's focused on the exact same thing. It's a very intoxicating uh, crowd energy. Mm -hmm. And a kind of like uh, self-induced formation almost. Because if that, like, part, part of the... Part of the importance of it as well is getting into a kind of rhythmic flow with the like the music mm -hmm. and the dancing and everything. If someone grabs a cable and unplugs the 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 speakers and cuts, or someone suddenly flicks the lights on, you're pulled out of whatever frame of mind you just got yourself into. So there is kind of like a moving transcendental meditation aspect to the whole thing. Um, it's very ritualistic. It's very ritualistic. I'm wondering, so I just, it occurred to me as you're describing this, how, which generation was doing this? Who are they now? Are people still doing these? I, you, I'm going to reveal my age. <laughs> we all know you. how old you are. So, no, I, I, they, I, I, as a fencer, you're going to know my age. I, I've lost track of my age because I've been fencing for several years. I'm I'm in the I'm in the late fifties age group right now, and and I'm going to turn sixty, and I better get back to fencing before I turn sixty <laughs> and have to level up to the next to the next. Uh, so uh, I'm, t I'm telling everything tonight. You got you got to like age yourself. All right. Well, no, because I was very naughty. <laughs> so I don't. I don't want this to kind of be me celebrating it, but uh, no, I, like... I, 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 as you have heard, the people who were doing these kinds of dance exercises were uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> 20 years mm. ago. I mean, that I, well, I, I'm the... wondering now, it's like, we just, we just went through like a, obviously trans-induced psychic mm -hmm. trauma. Oh yeah, resetting yeah. of some kind of spiritual energies when all of this kind of thing was, if it was going on, still was completely shut down, right? Or or was it right? Were people still going no. to concerts? And then that concert that was in Houston last year, I forget who the artist was, but the the people were crushed in the crowd, and and that that event was one of the things that inspired us as in our Dra dragon oh, the Travis room, Scott concert. right to yeah. start thinking about the draco alchemicus yeah. and the the power yeah. of being in this kind of hypnotic space and you know therefore i you know we're making it sound appealing and isn't this cute and she wears rainbow stuff but of course there's a there's a because it's such a spiritually oh, yeah. powerful practice it's a terribly dangerous practice as well well yeah like i'm trying to keep it light but horrible things happen yeah. so basically I was like this this scene sort of became huge in the 90s it was kind of calming down around September 11 and then uh for like a few years after that so 
around it would have been uh, around that time that I was partying um, and uh, no terrible things happen so <laughs> this is the, this is the kind of thing though it's like um, when you're in these environments and there's so much energetic charge and everybody's there completely focused on on the same thing um, Uh, there's no room for rationality. It's mm. uh, it's a, it's like a, it's you're retreating into like an autonomic nervous system kind of uh, thing. Uh, it's completely limbic system, you know. There's no, there's no critical thought. It's all emotional. It's all neurotransmitters. It's like uh, it's anti-logos. It's the anti-logos lit liturgy. Yeah. Um, and yes, for that reason, things do get very, uh, very horrible very quickly. I mean, I've been at parties where I've seen people collapse and they get dragged off the same, the same as what happened at the Travis Scott concert. Right. But that was very, very different. There was something going on there when I saw that at the Travis the, Scott. When one. I saw the footage, yeah, when I saw the footage of what was happening there, I. Uh, it seemed to me to be um, a, a ritual that was not even disguised as a festival. Very different to the kinds of parties that we were used to back in the um, back in the bass music era, because in our time, people were all out for peace, love, unity, and respect. You know, they were like the fluffy still, neon still the kind of hippie. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the second, was... third generation love. But that's, I mean, that, yeah. to say that's that's where, I mean, I think, you know, the the rainbow stuff got so appealing that people were mm. very much entranced with the idea of, I think, in being, we just got a email from the university, from our provost saying, you know, the university should be this place where everyone feels they belong. <laughs> yes. She's more my age, yeah. so, I, you know. Um, and I can I can well imagine some of the chat is asking about whether it's like mass hypnosis, uh, portal dance, saying that is the rave another substitute religion? Yes, I mean it, yes, it is it a religion, is. and what we're trying we're we're actually talking about is the the boundaries and and the 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 um, you know appeal. Why it's like why people get so caught up in this and. And you know why mm. it's why it's so easy for it to go into channels that become quite spiritually and physically dangerous. Uh, but it's it's like was this the back architecture psychically for people going into you know the 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 last the last two years when everyone was like we we need to be we need to be one right somehow the clapping yes. together and the the I mean, we've we've seen things like the Olympic festival performances for the NHS back in London in 2012 and for the CERN, mm. that weird CERN Gautard tunnel performance where we're dancing our way into this mystical space. But the, the raves and the, and these music festivals are, you are yourself being brought up into that, um, I'll keep saying mystical, but that, that hypnotic space. And it, but the thing is, yes. it, is it mystical or just or just hypnotic, right? Is it is it a trap or is it a portal for something 
um, mm. more positive. Well, you're de-identifying yourself in those spaces. This is what I learned after, you know, some time in those parties was that, you know, you arrive at first, everything's amazing. Everyone looks amazing. I mean, it's a lot of fun in the beginning. So when people talk to me about this, I tell them honestly, because I mean, people are doing it for a reason. It's fun. You, where else do you get the opportunity to completely, um, transform your aesthetics and you know you can you can dress however you want people don't care so you think of that as a kind of uh individualization process because it's like now i can release who i really am in this space after a while is like for myself i started to understand that this was actually de-individualizing mm. because you can't break that rhythm in that space there isn't a rationality there isn't like a there's no contest everything's about the high everything's about staying up everything yeah. is about you know what i mean like the you see someone doing something and people will completely ignore it because they don't want to leave their bubble of chemically induced euphoria. Mm -hmm. So after a while I was looking around thinking, oh, hold on. I'm in a place where there's no hierarchy. There's no one regulating this. There's no authority watching us. We're completely unsupervised. Then I realized, oh, what kind of people? thrive in these environments mm -hmm. then I really started to pay attention about the kind of people that I was spending time with and um or who sets them up and what kind of energy what we what were is, what in is that living space. off of that energy that, that yes. you are generating by way of the the dance and the attention yeah. and well we think we're going in there we like we thought right you think you're going in there to be liberated after a while it clicked i'm a customer mm -hmm. i'm having my desire for true individuality milked out of me because i mean <laughs> i'm a bit weird right but I'm weird in the, I'm I'm weird even in those spaces. So I'd say things to people and they they kind of freeze up. Cause it'd be like, oh, um, you know, you're messing with my kundalini or whatever the <laughs> hell they were. You know, like uh Well you want to tell the that I've 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 changed the image now. We've got the uh this is this is from you and me talking at at some point and we have the Disney um fireworks going on and the telegram little oh, yeah. lightning thing where it's in this mind palace that we're living in with the backdrop of yeah, yeah. the detroit shrine um which i the photo i took when i was there for mother's confirmation so <laughs> you mm -hmm. have this which it's like this overlay of the make-believe ritual yes and the and that it needs to be i like I, I use this photo because it's it says to me i mean i try to in my media i've got different backgrounds on my different telegram devices so this one's on my phone right 
and I try to have pictures on the background of my devices that remind me of the space that I'm supposed to be going into because mm. all of these, I mean, we're talking about the rave, but the, the digital world, the, the imaginative make-believe Disney world, the, all of these media want to draw us into this, this mind palace fantasy version of connection. Yeah. Well, it's, it's why corporations abuse youth because they're pirating. They always pirate youth culture. Right. I forget. It was like 20, 25 years. I don't know how, how long ago. It was a while ago. I, I caught a documentary. It was called The Merchants of Cool. Mm. That name always stuck with me yeah. because that's exactly what they do. They're merchants of cool. So they'll, they, you know, these massive corporations will run around stealing youth cultures that grow up organically as a kind of reflection of the desire for folk identity that, uh, you know, pops up all over the world. And then they repackage it and it gets pumped out in, uh, you know, corporate form. So what started as uh, something that we thought was very organic, you know, raver kids and the whole aesthetic behind it. I mean, we had, we had entire cottage industries which revolved around these parties people ran businesses they worked full-time mm. on fashion design mm. i mean that's how that's how huge it was like record stores clothing um hair i mean like it it was huge everything was done specifically just to cater to these parties it became you know the litur <laughs> the liturgy that creates the economy <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a there's a there's a very um, potentially joyous element here is that it drew art out of all yeah. of you. Oh yeah, and, and, yeah. And I think but the, that's what we were hungry for. And the, and the sort of folk, the feeling of the folk culture. I mean, back you know, back in college, I learned mm -hmm. how to make the bead earrings that the um, the native um, women or artists were making. It's like they're really easy to make. You get all the seed beads, which are actually European, those glass beads, right? But you know mm -hmm. making making our costumes making our our decorations the 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 the, mm -hmm. the the hippie culture but the do-it-yourself paint work on everything obviously so you're you're drawn to make art the ritual is drawing you out for art and then the predators come in we we need we need a yes. scar and hyena's picture now <laughs> <laughs> It's been a hyena kind of week, yeah. hasn't it? <laughs> um, but that's it. I mean, it's this desire for beauty, true, you know, truth, beauty, goodness. That was our version of peace, love, unity, and respect. We were little plur kids running around in fluffy neon clothing. And um, you don't think about the things that, like the, the machinery that goes on behind this because obviously it, once drugs are involved you've got drug right. trade but you don't think about it at the time you just think oh yeah we'll have fun um but this space you know where everyone's supposed to be highly individuated it's not after a while you realize okay so everyone's been pulled together it's a kind of chemically induced calm then there's a chemically induced euphoria whatever but um it's it's a kind of synthetic tribalism yeah i know 
Uh, well, I'm say I'm thinking uh, certainly people who've gone to parties like this will have a feeling of tribal identity with the people that they've oh, yeah. gone to those. I mean, the, I had, uh, you know, I, I had family members who followed the Grateful Dead around. Right? <laughs> um, the, 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 the bands create senses of community and sense of, sense of belonging. Mm. And I'd say, yes, out of that, um, I mean, I started, I started tonight talking about my friends who, my friend's brother who got to sing with Roger Waters, right? And that faux, I think that the corporate, the corporate stuff is definitely playing off of that because then they'll, they'll sell you all of the branded, you know, gear, the clothes, the, mm -hmm. the music, the, any, anything that gets branded that is a, a longing for a tribal identity, which has been, as as these things get corrupted and and um, commercialized, are back to our vending machine people. But but there, there's a there, yes. but there's a, a yes. you know not just not a purity that makes it sound wrong, but there's a, a a deep desire for this sort of. I mean, obviously, it's it's ancient tribal religion with drums and and music and dancing and fire and mm -hmm. and some some that that get, gets us somewhere as human beings. This sounds banal, but it's true. And if you've been at one of these, yes. if you've been at a you know some kind of party like this, you cannot not feel it. And it doesn't it doesn't take that oh, much, not, not many drugs or, or I mean people get drunk or they 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 get high or something like that. But it's it's as much the the being with the group and the muse and the music and the movement yeah. as it is any other help that you're getting. Yeah, I I mean I've done parties sober because I'm you know like a solar powered person but you if you if you're into something enough like that you know if, if i've gone somewhere where i've loved the music enough it's enough i can dance for 10 hours right. straight without any chemical resistance right. based on that um ethereal energy that comes out of the crowd so um yeah it's real it's a, it's it's a it's a very powerful kind of magic and um like what you were saying before regarding covid I think this is why I've managed to deal with it the way I have. Because I've already been in environments where people have been uh, how shall I phrase like this? Swept up. Raptured into mm. irrationality. Yeah. Yeah. So when everyone was around me, you know, running and freaking out and screaming in some cases. <laughs> I mean, I haven't talked about it much, but uh, Australians became quite aggressive in the last two years. Um, uh, sometimes I would see people's pupils dilating open and shut. They looked like they were... Uh, the kind of people that I was, I was hanging out uh, in in warehouses with. Yeah. They but they looked high. The neurotrans. From the, yeah, they were from high. The, the fear. Yeah. Wow. It was fear. It, it they were high on fear, um, and you know had had kind of reached a, a psychosis. I mean, people always talked about mass formation psychosis, but it was real. Uh, the pupils dilating in and out. The the kind of fidgety you know, tweaky, nervous, uh, 
hyper-responsive snappiness that everyone was um, manifesting. I mean, I could put them in neon clothing and put some bass music <laughs> on and it's like, okay, we're right back in 2001. Like, no difference. Um, but just like it was back then, people overlook horror when they're in these frames of mind. Yeah. So um kind of leads us to who would want to put us in these frames of mind i guess indeed what? who or what you know so so the <laughs> chat the, the chat is encouraging reproba says i knew she was a hippie i sure hope you did <laughs> who else goes to ren fairs in costume i mean come on um that uh this this gives Mateus desmet in his descriptions of that mass formation psychosis has never given a mechanism Right. He, I mean, he does talk about the mechanisms of like, you know, free flooding anxiety and stuff like that. But this, this, you know, it's like the religious ritual element of, I mean, in, in the UK, like clapping together on the particular day, uh, the particular time of day yeah. for everything. I mean, I've always thought that the mask wearing, I mean, the costuming and it's probably, you know, oxygen deprivation and stuff like that. So he gets kind of high off of it, but the, the, the sort of, what you're describing right now is the first time I've, I've had a real sense of yet yeah, the, the physio physical, spiritual psychosis that people have been in is a, a kind of, it's like, it's a rave like fear induction. I mean, I buy, I buy that. Would have said it's, yeah. I mean, ancient people would have just said they're possessed straight up. Christians would say it's a spiritual possession. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I think it was, I think it was a spiritual think, possession, and I think it's it's the yeah. Seinfeld had a little joke about this, or at least there's a meme. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that in that episode where Jerry is saying to to Kramer, "What's going on no. in there?" Oh, you've got that one on. Oh, I love I, that I love this. I have to do this to her because she can't okay. see the, the the slides when I'm changing them. OBS Sorry, OBS is not gonna... like Zoom. You know, share screen is not a thing. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, so, you know, Kramer comes out and says it's the living light of the Godhead, Jerry. But I, I think in, what is going on in that episode for, you know, for real, right? Some kind of party or, or something like that. It's like, are they raving behind mm -hmm. the door? I'm going to assume that is because I don't remember what's in the episode. Um, and, you know, that you and I have been talking about how there's got to be something else behind the the energy that the rave is tapping into what mm -hmm. is it right what are what what are we actually seeking <laughs> in this can i in this rave please <laughs> please let's 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 um can i get african <laughs> oh okay go there it's shamanism oh yeah straight up <laughs> it's shamanism yeah um, it's an organized system of shamanism. So, yeah. What are people seeking? Well, I mean, our Possession. next our next slide is that real angel that everybody's seen, right? In the it, there's a video of it. It moves, um, and yeah. and I think I mean this is this is what Isaiah is supposed to have seen when he has the. Maybe I should read this. What you think about what that means, and I'll find Isaiah. I've got my okay. Bible here. <laughs> the shamanism, you say it's 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 controlled shamanism in some sense. The control, the rave is a setup. I mean, I think the rave, the music, the 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 
you know, psychedelics, the the dancing, all of this, it clearly has, it, it, it participates in religious cultures of all, I mean, the cosmopolitan mm. folk culture is the rave. Yeah. Then that we've re, re, re we've reinvented it in our electronic and digital media is, I mean, unsurprising in a way. Um, it, it, you know, the people are raving on their phones constantly because you're absorbed into this light and the music and the sounds and the the mm -hmm. flashing images and and the so forth. But what is it? You're you're saying it's shamanism. How will you describe that? Hmm. So there are, so there are all of these instances in the in the Old Testament where the Israelites are getting into this, you know, quote unquote, Phoenician behavior. But it starts earlier. Um. The golden calf is probably the best example of this, right? So I think there is a there is a kind of fundamental urge in mankind that's existed since uh, since the fall to be plugged into this kind of uh, constant knowledge uh, harvesting or whatever. Mm. But um, when I left, when I left Australia and I went overseas, as as I you met do people when that you're were... in Australia, you leave and go overseas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know. <laughs> I always forget we're an island. <laughs> Well, no, but I mean, uh, you, you, you've mentioned this before. It's like you get a passport. You, what is it to be in Australia? You get a driver's license, you get a passport, you leave. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. So, okay. So. Oh, yeah. You have to so leave. So you are a true Australian because at some point you left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like meeting all of these different cultures and starting to understand that in every single culture, not like globo homo version of their culture but their actual folk culture i would keep meeting them and hearing about stories of folk practices which were shamanistic mm. and then looking at what they were doing and seeing the parallel in rave days it and it just kept repeating itself over and over and over and over again so because they would describe it differently it wasn't we're going to go partying it was <laughs> it was described very honestly as um as a as a way of channeling spiritual entities it sort of became really obvious that that's what we're 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 doing but this kind of modernity has a problem admitting it out loud i think it's just this yeah. sanitized version where Africans are kind of like really honest about it. Like it's still quiet, still hush hush. But when they do talk about it, it's not repackaged as a, 
a kind of artistic lifestyle festival, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're still talking about the spiritual as the spiritual. And um, I suppose, like, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just African. It was Mediterranean cultures mm-hmm. as well. Like, the, the, Med- the Mediterranean peoples have done the same thing. So I'm trying to... I think well, getting... okay, so you're you're in an ontological bind here because we have to say these angels are real. <laughs> yeah, and it's... the I mean, what's interesting about the, the the video that this this image is taken from is it's claiming that you know this animation is this is and there's some music behind it and such which I find interesting. This is what real biblical angels look like. Um, mm. The you know the challenge as I've demonstrated on some of my other videos is saying what do we mean by real biblical angels? Well, it fits with. What Isaiah says he sees um, when he sees the Lord sitting on his throne, this is in chapter six, upon it, um, and his train filled the temple, upon it stood the seraphim. The one Mm -hmm. had six wings and the other had six wings, and with two they covered his face, with two they covered his feet, and with two they flew, and they cried to one another and said, holy, 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 the Lord God of hosts, all the earth is full of his glory. And um, one of the he, he he talks about having the unclean lips, and one of the seraphim flies down and touches his lips with a, a coal, a burning coal, and that co- gives him the coals of the, yeah, the ability to prophesy. And these are I, like at the point of this video showing you this is what real biblical angels are like. Is there's some really weird visionary experiences in in the Bible? I mean, never never mind never mind the Old Testament. Read Revelation, right? And and you're in this world where could be psychedelic induced could be uh well you know could be let's say i have my my next image i have is is the image of dante's um description of the the great wheels of angels the celestial hierarchies and their their Mm -hmm. swirling their their stable motion moving stability as it shows up in dionysius pseudo dionysius's celestial hierarchies uh this whirling fire of attention to god he's like okay well Mm. when dante's describing he says you know i I, I gotta be a poet (laughs) to be able to describe these things and you know claiming as a poet to have access to this this kind of visionary something i mean we 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 end up it's like is it is it you know the quote is it simply um you know psychedelic and and dance induced mass psychosis uh, that humanity participates in or are we you know drawn to as you were talking about it's like we've fallen from our what we were supposed to be in paradise which was in you know in the presence of god and therefore presumably in the presence of the angels which are always in the presence of god it's like what kind of reality are we talking about and modernity doesn't doesn't want to address this you're saying and i say I mean, from a you know perspective, practical perspective, is my my hippie, <laughs> my hippie heritage. Yeah, Father Bear now conv- conf- confessing to being plugged into my youth. Um, that uh, we are all there. Hello, hello all of you. Out of the all of you listening. Fun? You know what we're talking about. Is it real? What uh, is it we're drawn to? How do we, you know? find ourselves in virtue in these relationships i mean is is it the hellish 
fire or the celestial fire that we're wanting when we are participating mm. in this burning ring. Right. So you end up singing John. I'm looking at one now. Say, say, yes, I know, and I've got my my you know my light that you know gives me pretty you know pretty colors and such on on my face. The the burning ring of fire is it hell or heaven? Yeah. <laughs> this is Johnny Cash song about. Yes, that. that's what I was thinking about. Um, when I see reading about the seraphim yeah. is a burning ring of fire, and I wait wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i think there's i think there's a, a parody version of that somewhere in the in the uh, unauthorized world at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well like we talked about this last week it's a kind of uh it, it's the question on who gets to design the ritual that we're involved with when we're talking to god mm-hmm do we get to construct it ourselves or is it something that's given to us? These, um, these kinds of shamanistic environments are not, I mean, they're not crafted or engineered with Christ in mind. It's all about you, you know? It's, it's like, it's all about me. It's kind of one of the most narcissistic forms of spirituality that's possible, I think. Because you're not going to meet anybody in the sense that you're not going to talk to a deity. You're just going to get completely lost in the uh, psychedelic tessellations of your own thought processes mm. and then refer to those as a kind of revelation but I mean like I'm, I'm just contrasting the difference between a Christian liturgy and this kind of rave um However, we kind of were seeing entities. I'm just thinking now. The artists themselves become the, the focus of that um, worship-like attention. Yes. Because we would go to a particular party just because a particular artist was playing. That's where the cult following comes in. Well, it's, it's obviously also what makes it so hard to be one of those pop culture figures because mm. you've got all of that attention yes. focused on you that you know humanity should focus on god and <laughs> not mm -hmm. on other human beings and um the the degree to which i mean for example with britney spears um you know that the the trauma of having Whatever yes. whatever has been going on with her family and her management and such like that, the, the the sort of attention that is given to those performers, I mean, man, that's addictive. That that's horribly addictive. But mm -hmm. it's also too much, I think. I mean, it's it's you, you just you're you, as you were talking about saying it's not focused on Christ. They overdose. They overdose. Yeah. So, I mean, the Burning Man is focused on that yeah. statue, which is a Burning Man, but it is. I mean, self-transcendence, self self-realization, all of that 
is typically the way people talk about what they're 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 searching for. Um, I guess our 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 obverse past two years of lack of self has been mm-hmm. been very interesting. Um, but that uh, I, I mean I I I. I had the thought that we were also now showing the Holy of Holies in the temple that my dog is moving, moving stuff. And now my, my haunt, my room is haunted. He wants attention. My room is haunted. No, I think he was, <laughs> he was just pushing against the chair. Um, okay. Whatever happened, what goes on in that temple in the actual Holy of Holies mm-hmm. that the priest recognizes, I mean, within the, the, the old Testament temple practice, either the tabernacle or the temple to go into that Holy of Holies is considered horribly dangerous. I mean, you have yes. uh, the sense that the priest has to be arrayed like an angel in effect to be able to do it. You have yes. to be able to put on the linen, put on the, the gemstone and the, the gemstones and the, the breastplate, the Holy name has to be marked on his forehead. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think also is that there a, a string in case he dies? <laughs> So can, oh yeah, they had a rope pull him uh, back out. They had something tied. <laughs> if he's been overwhelmed yeah. by the holy in the midst of this, this is, I think, what we've been. And all the incense. Smoke. All, well, that I was getting there. I was getting there. It's like this. This what, whatever is Isaiah is seen in the temple. Whatever Ezekiel is seen in the temple. It's 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 accompanied by an awful lot of incense. <laughs> hmm burning man <laughs> right it's it's the they're burning psychotropic substances for sure i i a friend of mine gave sent me an article mm. uh, a while ago that was talking about all the the resins and the i mean there's there's uh i think i've got my yes i've got my slides in the right order magic trees right <laughs> and there is there's a whole chapter in one of the books of the bible that is in the vulgate Septuagint and Vulgate tradition, and not curiously in the Protestant tradition, where we have, you know, it's Ecclesiasticus, right? Which with um, chapter twenty-four, which is used always to talk about wisdom, and therefore Our Lady. Mm-hmm. It's a list of aromatic trees, right? So I was the cypress, I was the plane tree, I was the terebinth, I was the cinnamon. I was like, these are all. You set these things on fire. Never mind, you know, incense makes you smell nice. <laughs> they're getting high yes and 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 for sure this seems to be that's why there's there's elaborate recipes for the incense that's burned in the in the the ancient temple uh it's i'm not sure it's up well it could be up there with the pythia and her you know fumes that she gets at delphi that you're Mm -hmm. you know intoxicated with the smoke i mean but with the understanding that this kind of spiritual engagement is so dangerous that you have an in, in in the in the the you know wandering in the desert period when you have the tribes you have an entire tribe set apart protected round yeah. by these you know performances and rituals and services and such so that they can go into the holy of holies and not die and some of them you know with the re- with the recognition that they might actually i mean i think i think that what's interesting about the, the main thing that modernity has lost is the terror of the sacred yes. except for an indiana jones when he, you know they open the ark and they all die because they look at it right they leave that their the, faces the, are melting their faces are melting <laughs> and such it's like that was actually he's like still spielberg and lucas aside still one of my favorite movies because it actually got the terror of the the 
the, yeah. the, the radio for speaking to God, correct? It's like you're in this media moment where you are going to come into relationship, into face-to-face, -face, you know, attention of God. And you're going to take that pretty seriously because it's, it's, it's dangerous. Yes. Well, it's kind of judgment. Drugs are a kind of judgment in that sense. Because the the priest had to go in personally purified, but he's carrying the sins of Israel with him. Right. Um, and, you know, any kind of attempt to set up uh, alternative priesthood and make the garments of the priests uh, and to to do this resulted in death as well. So it was like, there is a kind of judgment aspect to it, but that was, that was kind of happening in, in the, in the rave scene as mm. well. I mean, you take something, you don't know what you're going to do really. There is no way of telling the outcome of the evening. And you don't exactly know what you're taking as well. It is like a, everything is just this massive game of roulette. <laughs> the higher, you know, the it, it kind of is. It's like a you you you're hoping for the best, and after a while, you see people that are collapsing under the weight of the the psychedelic shamanism because mm. they do collapse, psychotic breaks and. People just pass out, you're unconscious, they go into comas, what's all, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. But um, you're, you're thinking, oh, well, it wasn't me. It missed me. Hopefully it won't. <laughs> yeah, it missed. It missed. It missed. <laughs> missed me. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre thing. It's like, uh, and that's part of the thrill too. Mm. So you're not only high on... Uh, an apothecary chemical you're high on your own supply because you're <laughs> you're cheating consequences it's just bizarre the the whole setup it's it's very very strange and and there's nothing in there that was shown in the patent of the the hebrew temple where the experience is being entered into as a way of reconciling a people to god and there's a kind of uh somber respect and the deep understanding of what's happening where if it doesn't happen the people have no reconciliation with god mm. so there's this it's not recreational i think that's where i'm coming from or this culture, this culture has this sense of, oh, well, we'll just take whatever we want. You know, it's like Joe Rogan, uh, the, the Joe Rogan uh, energy now is like anyone can smoke weed, mm. anyone can do DMT, like everyone should take mushrooms. It doesn't matter. They're, it's like these are... Uh, it's... You're... Uh, Encouraging people to go through a psychedelic process, which is a kind of judgment, 
without warning them about the consequences of going through that process. Which is very, very dangerous. Because people are playing with things which, which they shouldn't be playing with. Uh, it, it kind of trivializes, say, it completely trivializes the, the experience. Um, and I think that's what modernity's done. Like, I mean, it sort of becomes a, a video game instead of what happened in the Old Testament where you see seraphim and they think, oh my God, I'm talking to angels. Well, and they're terrified. The, the, the joke about the angel, yes. the angel comes and says, be not afraid. And it's like, ah! <laughs> are yeah. you kidding me? Of course I'm terrified. Um, yeah. That... I mean, I think, so I've, I've just been showing the, the priests, you know, before the Ark and they're bowing and, and, and in reverence, right? But I think there's a, there's another layer that the, you know, one of the things that we're, we're, we're worrying about what right worship is and saying that the raves yes. and their, you know, the, the processes and such that you can get yourself to this level of faux mysticism. I mean, I've been, I've been. I've, I've said this, right? It's like, I, I, I have enough experience from college of understanding what the difference is between um, an artificial transcendence and what comes with actual prayer and liturgy. And yes. the, the kind of, you know, I think there's a diabolical desire for the shortcut always, right? It's like you, 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 mm. want, you want to have you know, you think you're in control. I mean, you're, you personally, you're describing these raves. It's like, I'm going to go do this and I'm doing it on purpose. And there's no like reverence and, and awe to yes. your fragility as a, as a creature and, and your dependence upon God. Um, you know, there, there's a microcosm macrocosm element in the, the understanding in the temple that it's not just here we are as human beings in the right relationship to our creator, but also that the the temple itself is meant to be an image of the creation. So there's the the, the mm. I'm showing right now the the heavenly spheres in their Copernican formulation. Right, Copernicus put the sun at the center because he thought it was more noble. So you're going to say the focus, right? You're going to have the focus on the sun mm. rather than the earth itself, which is fallen and at the center, and therefore Satan at the center in Dante's formulation. Um, that you know, proper worship, proper religion brings us in the right relationship with the whole of creation. And mm -hmm. improper worship is that which, I mean, either puts ourselves at the center, this idolatry, other either celebrities or our own creations. Um, and it, I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting that it's, it's basically the same thing, right? The rave and the, and the temple worship, we've said there, you know, there's, there, there is chemical induction in the, the incense and things like that. There's fasting and preparation. There's, but it's, it's more at the, the attitude of reverence and awe and danger in mm -hmm. attempting a spiritual engagement. Um, the, the problem with the angels and the demons is like the demons obviously enjoy uh, the idea that the, the human beings are, are not attending to god as we should uh the angels support us in our attention to god but they're literally the same kind of being right they're they're you know as people like saying lucifer is a fallen seraphim maybe whatever we i mean we don't actually know but the 
um, that fire is either the fire that's burning you and purifying your lips so that you can speak well of God or the same fire that's burning you in punishment, but it's, it's, it's still angelic fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Being in the presence of God feels differently depending on if you love him or not, doesn't it? And we're both speechless. <laughs> be, be, well, being in the presence of God is is different depending on whether you love, you are directed towards loving God or in anger at God and fury at God. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, what I found, I found always interesting. I mean, the, the the demons are spiteful. They they want to destroy. They want to break creation. They hate art. They hate other people's art. I mean, other they hate you yes. know they hate they hate anything good that anybody makes in 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 praise of God or in honor of God. I mean, you experience it a lot in the the internet world. You know that spitefulness of anybody else's creativity, and I mean, I'd say you know yeah. to be fair, that's the biggest challenge that human beings seem to have is to being able to celebrate each other's talents and and direct them towards worship of god as opposed to feeling like oh well now you're going to be at the center and i'm going to hate you because you're at the center of attention and now oh no mm -hmm. you've done this excellent thing so now i have to hate you and be because you would be might be it's like we're with this this hunger to be at the center of attention with the center of attention should be god and anytime we're, mm. we're putting ourselves I mean, this is the Copernican revolution is very interesting to have this, this particular conversation against, right? Do we put ourselves at the center? Well, in so far as we put ourselves at the center, we're usurping God, which is of course what modernity mm. did, right? Say man should be at the center, our creativity and power. We should as scientists be able to control all of this. It, start, it yeah. starts to understand why it feels diabolical when it's literally the same processes, it's, 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 you know, whether it's properly directed love or improperly directed love, it's still the same energy. There's, you're not, you're not getting outside of this claiming that, oh, if we misdescribed the, the world, we've, we've described the world accurately, but the energies that we're participating in, you feel the effect of whether or not your energy is yeah. properly directed or not. I, I tried to explain this in this, this other video uh, interview I did last Friday with, um, Tom Jump and, and, and his atheist chat. And it's like the, the proof of the existence of God, I suppose, is in the saints' blessedness. Because you can see how what it looks mm -hmm. like when a soul is you know, properly turned towards God as opposed to what happens to us when we're not. We're, we're, in, we're yes. in the, the trauma of what you see what happens at those raves. Yeah, when, when you see the effect of anti-liturgy. Right. What that eventually does, mm. it's a Travis Scott concert. People don't die in church. They're, they're, they're I mean. Well, they might, yes. but, but, but the thing they is, I, I think, you know, we but, saw, now I'm showing Hildegard's angels. We, we saw what happened. And, and this is why the, the fear of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? It's like, it's misdirected liturgy. It's misdirected yes. power of that, that worship and, and energy that should be turned and burning love towards God as the seraphim are. 
Mm. Yeah, the 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 beginning or the this the beginning of it always seems lovely. Mm. It's a cliche, but it is yeah. true. But the 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 issue is is more on uh what the entity wants to do to you as well because in these kinds of shamanistic uh cults and the you know these kinds of folk traditions where they're um actively and honestly seeking possession there's a kind of negotiation with the entity that there's going to be something done what I noticed was that people would kind of pridefully say that they would be able to decide that for themselves, but ultimately you can't because uh, you're giving them access to your psychology, your neurology, you're, you're becoming the chair for that thing to sit on and therefore you take a you, you know, you are the seat, you're, you're in the back seat. But I could see the difference between that kind of um, possession and what Christ wants to do with us is a, it's, a, it's a restoration of the icon of man as made in the image of God. So in this sense, everyone can say, oh, it's quite degenerate to be going out and having these kinds of parties and it's sex, drugs, rock and roll, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, I would always argue what was so wrong with wanting to feel really happy. Right. Nothing. It's the, it's the deteriorating process that the, your icon is going to be corrupted in that experience eventually because whatever is happening in that alchemical environment, it's corroding you. You know, that's when I started to realize, like, I was around a lot of people that were um, seeking transcendence, and yet they were looking very sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we all started out looking really hot, and then yeah. after a while, it's like, oh, God, like, she's she doesn't look very good, or he doesn't look very good. You know, it's like beauty starts to fade, and then you go, okay, then truth starts to deteriorate and goodness starts to go and then you know what are you left with where uh there is no uh restoration it's just this constant search for control over uh outcome and and having having control over access to like a, a mystical experience or a psychedelic experience without the judgment of God being that you're expecting him to be the one to decide what happens to you. You know, if we go into a Holy communion, we're going into a liturgy, we go humble because obviously you should have been in confession first. Sometimes you don't go to confession first because that's what happens. So we go up to the priest and we say quickly, can you do like a, in the Coptic liturgy, you can go up to the priest if you haven't done a confession before the liturgy and you can say, oh, can you pray for me? And you can kind of do your confession while the liturgy is happening. 
the whole thing is a preparation for humiliation because mm. by the time you're ready to receive the body and blood of the Lord, you're really, a, you're, we're supposed to have already realized at that point, God's about to go inside our mouth. There's no way of earning it. There's nothing that you can do to earn that. It's a gift. But then after that happens, what he's going to do inside you when he's come into your flesh is entirely up to him. So there's a 0% chance that <laughs> you can control that. Any attempt to control Christ is by definition satanic, right? Right. So you can't say, I want this. I want to be like this. I want to do this. Da, 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 da. Uh, I said it to somebody once on Telegram. I said like, okay, so you have this idea of what it's going to be like to have all the communion or whatever. And they were arguing with me about people that fake convert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're we're going to terrify you off of fake converting right now. <laughs> or, or, you know, you will be transformed as the glass in the window. That yeah. Well, if you like, if, if you've actually believed that Holy Communion, the Eucharist is the body and blood of the Lord, right? If someone fake converts and they're, they're eating God. Okay. So you can't control what he's going to do to you. He may, <laughs> Why he may real convert that? you. How dangerous is that? Right? Yeah. You, you can only of, pretend you know, that you like, don't believe in him, but you're eating him anyway. And it's going to be transformative. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like the, the, the Levites in Israel, you know, have you got a rope tied around your feet <laughs> while you're doing this? Because this is why I find it so hilarious when people are like, oh, they're fake converted. <laughs> if you actually believe in the sacrament, what do you think is possible to happen to somebody who's done this? Right. You know, who, who is the one who's going to be, uh, controlling the outcome of that psychedelic experience because it could get very psychedelic i mean look what happened to saint saint paul it's like oof, one vision and you're right you're cooked forever <laughs> well, in my class this so, afternoon we were looking at francis saint francis's vision of christ as seraph right you get stigmata out of that mm -hmm. so you know you might actually be yeah. marked by this this vision it's, it's not even if it's it's more than a vision it's this we're, we're, we we have this the ra our image of the rave and the the you know the psychedelic and dancing and, and and physical that kind of transformation is happening at mass it's 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 mm -hmm. that you won the the whatever you know what kind of transformation we say when the the priest blesses blesses the host but that the souls who are partaking in that ritual are also being transformed and that looking at all of you know the raves and the and the drug culture as a longing for that i mean i think that's what you and i were talking at the end of when we finished last week and had gone for two and a half hours and say what did we miss <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're still trying to get to the point of saying why why was the magic all so appealing and saying people are longing for this vision they that's i think that's what's going on in that joke with the the seinfeld it's like you know what is in there it's the living light of the Godhead. <laughs> I mean, how can you not yeah. be longing for the living light of the Godhead? That's what every single, you know, drug trip, psychedelic, that mandala that I was showing back there, I, I took that off of the video when Jordan Peterson is talking about his 
experience making his magic music music mandala right it's like i mm. I'm, I'm suddenly in a presence now we say okay so do we believe these presences are real I'd, I'd, I'd say now yes he, he does seem to believe that something spoke to him so now we, we get wary right but these presence 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 that the presence is real and yeah. Don't mess with you know the, the the priests in 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 the in the tabernacle and the temple knew how dangerous that was. You do not, you know, do it for fun. I mean, then you're sort of, mm -hmm. even the orgies or the the you know temple prostitution in, in antiquity was pretty serious stuff in the, the sense that you're tapping mm -hmm. into something of the divine, and yet we all seem to be. It's not. I think it's more than just a long. It's not. It's a longing for beauty, but it's also a longing to be transformed by beauty looking at you. This is the longing for the gaze of the face-to-face -face presence of God. I, I, I've been, been reading about this for the angels class, and I think I, I spent yesterday just kind of weeping. <laughs> I was like, why am I, why am I such a weepy mood? And I think part of it was I'm reading Pseudo-Dionysius on the celestial hierarchies, and, and they're describing what it's like to be, you know, in the, in the, the just constant presence of God as an angel. I'm like, how can you not weep for but do we you know do i get to see that there's this this so now i'm showing this wonderful pastiche of all of these different glories that someone put together it's like this how can you not be crying for the vision that these artists are trying to portray of what it's like to be in the presence of god mm. and the, the the rave the raves i you know i'm sort of compassionate on the on the side of the the kids who go, who went to those, they're longing for something and they're being given a fake mm. or something even more dangerous, not just fake or Disney, the Disney fake, right? The, the movie version fake. I mean, all, so many movies are obviously trying to sh trigger this kind of transcendence. You sit there with your popcorn and your soda, your drugs, <laughs> cause they're drugs. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you sit down, you eat a bunch of carbs and you are transported by the light shining into your eyes. These are the reach for the lasers. <laughs> these, these are drug, drug induced hallucinogenic experiences. And I've, mm -hmm. I've also been thinking is that there's no innocent question. It's like, what kind of movies do you like? You're basically sharing what, you know, what's your, what's your, your trip. Oh, I like, ro you know, yeah. romances. I like horror. I like, you know, it's like you're telling each other what drugs you take. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because uh, I don't think a lot of people know exactly how many drugs we are all taking. Constantly. You know, it's the obvious ones. Thank you all for listening to this one. <laughs> we, we hope our melodious voices are, Kills. are, are angelic and, 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 you know, whatever, right? It's like, yes, we're, we're, we're in this desire yeah. for attention this reflection of attention this what the, the 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 angels are described as is perfect mirrors of god which is also like mm -hmm. wisdom right she's the mirror the 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 um oh gosh it's wisdom 725 and i forget what the exact phrase is but it's the the i'm gonna want to look it up um this this reflection that we want to participate in it's it's so much the description of our soul and, mm -hmm. and our soul without God is, is shriveled up and um, sad, very sad. Well, I think, like, people are addicted to red pills. Hmm, okay. <clears throat> I 
you know, it's like the the terminology on the internet. It's like, oh, you're not, you're getting red pill, and people become addicted to them. That's another kind of drug. It's yeah. like even in the language we're using, the terminology. Yet another pharma pharmacaea, the sorcery. I was going to call this episode yeah. Celestial Pharmacy. It's actually called Celestial Rave, which I do think is a better focus. But, <laughs> that, you know, it's like that we're longing for the, the drugs of heaven yep. to take us to heaven. Yeah. Well, that was the, you know, I, I, they're all pharmacists. Egyptians love their alchemy. The, uh, I mean, it's kind of the, the hilarious thing about Israel being taken out of Egypt because Egypt was like a big pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, the the word for chemistry comes from chemet, or that's one of the like I think it's Arabic explanations al of it. Yeah, alchem yeah. alchemy yeah. alchemy, and then it's it, the the Arabs got it from chemet, which is Egypt, the black soil of Egypt. But they were the they were the the medicine men of the day, like the. The high magic of Egypt was their pharmacology and their chemical, their chemical knowledge. So, isn't it interesting that the Hebrews were were plunged into this for so long, and then God took them out of it? And you know, it's kind of like that we're all we're all addicts, we're all raging drug addicts. <laughs> oh, constant in some form or yes. another. Um, I mean, say the 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 Hebrews, um this this the old testament religion has all it does have a pharmacy associated with the incense and gold frankincense and myrrh come on yes. <laughs> the magi the magicians give to christ <laughs> as his birthday gifts you know gold which is the the pure metal transformed yeah. i suppose frankincense which is one of these pharmacologically active resins of a tree and myrrh is also a tree resin. Mm -hmm. So these magic trees that wisdom describes herself in terms of are, are very much a part of this this um, what, traditional what do you chemistry. Think the... Folk mm. chemistry. Science. <laughs> I mean, this is, you can now see what a weird world I've been living in in the last several years and trust the science. I'm like, why? Mm. You mean the drugs? Right, literally the drugs. You're going to say trust the drugs. I know what drugs do. They mm -hmm. and and we've been seeing now in the reports of how um, serotonin is a is a gut production. Right, it's like coming out of your your, oh. your gut, and so all that sugar definitely working on your gut. And that serotonin, the the SSRIs that people have been eating like candy, um, mm. have destroyed their, you know, sort of their their metabolism their spiritual metabolism literally by affecting mm. the production of serotonin so that they get like with you know when i was smoking in in college in college and, and graduate school and needing the nicotine to think you need mm. you need the, the ssris to feel it's like what are we doing to, to doing the uh you know one drug one drug one drugs makes you smarter. One drugs makes you smile. I don't know. I can do that one too. I, I listen to that song a lot. I know that. Airplane. <laughs> I love. I, I I've been asked to I've been asked to do a review on a book on Lewis Carroll to be you know watch this space. Apparently, mm. as a Christian, so I'll be interested. Isn't that funny that that was a children's book? 
it's it's one trippy book and i'm not sure how this this author is going to show that lewis carroll was in fact christian worried about being christian but mystical yes mm. i mean and, and disney is straight up drug trips one after another and i hope <laughs> i mean have you watched dumbo and what happens when they get drunk uh, yes <laughs> pink elephants the dancing pink elephants. along right so so yep. we're we're all a bit we're it's like we're all in this shamanistic desire which as tolkien very appropriately says and we keep you know circling around as the angels do god yes. trying to figure out why he would say this to chris to christopher maybe it was michael um that you know in the liturgy is is all all the story and all the drama that he ever desired right it's the great romance in, in the mass when you're saying we're, mm. we are by way of our mosaic wanderings trying to get you all to the point where we say what what it is why we need liturgy doing it gently please go to mass but <laughs> but to get to the point of saying what you know the the medieval mystical tradition is trying to show you what happens on the altar all the time and that it is mm. here we now have well christ as angel right that that one of the things i've been talking about with my students is this this angel tradition where christ is the angel of great counsel so insofar as we're trying to understand the divine the divine it's participating in this angelic dance somehow um mm. the multiplicity and unity of what it is to be you know the 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 I mean, hierarchy interestingly enough i'm this is my my fun fact uh uh etymology for the day hierarchy does not mean um pyramid hierarchy right? that that's that image is going to be all over the internet because of me making some mystical symbol no uh it's not in fact pyramid is the wrong it image will. it needs to be hierarchy is literally sacred source it's arca the arc the arc is the origin the source it's higher mm. the hierarchy is the say it's a fountain it's the fount of the sacred which is like transforming my understanding of baptism all over again <laughs> but we're saying that the you know the fountain the source the the it that we that we have these pyramid images i think someone's been messing with our psycho our our, our sacred geometry Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all that egyptian pyramid building right they're mm. wrecking the, the the energy sources the actual hierarchy should be those 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 whirling swirling uh masses of angels here in this image carrying mary up to heaven now you, you see what what it means to be say she's exalted above the angels i mean she's exalted into the presence of christ uh, in mm. in the in the you know western eastern and western tradition that somehow she is exalted into this heavenly reality into the space that is represented in the temple by the holy of holies is you know the ark carried into the temple and there she is raptured by the angels but to recognize that that, that the, these angels are somehow showing you what it's like to be in the presence of god We always have to end with, you know, we, we still have a few more minutes, so don't leave yet. But <laughs> end, oh, no, I end, leave end yet. with something that says, oh, gosh, we just opened another door. Right. What's in there, Jerry? The living light of the Godhead. What's in there? I get them backwards. The What's in there, Kramer? Ahead, the, the, the living light of the Godhead. How can you stop talking about yeah. it? It's 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 this endless revel, re, self-revelation. Right. And the and the what I'm also th I've also been thinking about how, you know, we're trying to show this in art. What does art do? 
Yes. Well, it's it's trying to give you a glimpse of that revelation over and over and over again. Iconography should not just be this, this you know, rigid writing that is only showing certain things in certain ways. It's 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 this constant yep. effort to show that which cannot be shown, to to make visible the invisible, and so it's this it's this revelatory problem, but that 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 revelation seems to be. I mean, to, uh, I want to go back to the the glory right of all of those angels. How can we how can we ever take in in our human minds the fullness of this divine revelation? It's, it's, it, it, it is constantly it should just be mind blowing, which you'd say is what people are aiming for when they're taking the mushrooms and the LSD and the what else do they take? You guys, what have you been taking? Is wisdom drugs better? <laughs> it's better. Reprobus. He's paying Sandman. Okay, I don't know what you guys are talking about now. Mike 1000. Yes, that's how I feel about everyone in the living room facing the TV wrapped. Exactly. If you uh, if you're yes. in if you're in a theater and looking at the people looking at the screen, it's kind of horrible, right? You suddenly have the horror mm. of both they're looking at something that's in fact not real because it's it's you know the the illusion of movement projected onto the screen which is then reflecting off onto them and they're all you know covered in the light of that reflection when what what we we are wanting to be is covered with the divine light and so all of these these i think that's where you know McLuhan was getting there when he's thinking about the power of the electric light and how it changes mm. the world so much well it's driving people crazy it's driving people crazy because they're living in all time. Mm -hmm. All time. Past, present, future, all at once. Which is the Australian experience. This is why I think the rave culture exploded here. Because we already lived, you know, we already lived in dream time. We still do, arguably. Because, you know, I've I've talked about this with you quite a lot. The, the Australian experience is a complete cut off from the old world we're isolated as an island but also there is an amnesia aspect to being uh, an antipodean person because we have absolutely no understanding of how this thing we call civilization came to be we don't have any of the normal markers that would kind of point the way and the culture doesn't have the liturgy guiding that uh, logos of chronology and uh, so I think people here have been living in all time for since their arrival here that was kind of the the rave scene as well it was like uh, a complete absorption into flashing lights and sound and this kind of surround sound experience with um with no marker of time whatsoever you 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 leave the metronome of history when you're in that experience it's very similar to being on the internet really <laughs> <laughs> when we, we have you're in the future still right that we have we have yeah. yes this continual time there's no sense of of day night it's it's irrelevant no. in the internet time um, people are people are asking me if i sleep all the time <laughs> <laughs> no not really maybe i don't know there's 
I live I live in two days at once. Well, I'm thinking as you're as you're talking and saying Rebecca Mary being exalted. Um, hmm. The liturgy is the only anchor for this experience because without mm. it, I mean, saying you know, like all the churches got shut down, time got ruptured in in in, yes. in the. I don't want to call it the COVID time. I want to call it something else. Right? <laughs> um, that it is this. Without the liturgy, we just go mad. So the mass formation yes. psychosis is, I think, the madness of of the rave of the lack of. Of, yes. ta- of the, the structure of the liturgy that God you know reaches down to us through the incarnation through the through the crucifixion through the resurrection to give us an anchor we've talked about that before that the mm-hmm. cross is actually this pin that holds everything down um I mean the sort of why of all this is like why should it be that way it's like wow it just seems true right <laughs> <laughs> and and that's when I, I change hats to my comparative religion question it's like well why you know if if we can say that all of these religious practices are themselves you know participating in the same kind of shamanistic desire which some some have sometimes like Campbell and others have, have sort of pointed to the fact that well Christianity seems to share with these other traditions in the shamanistic experience and understanding we, we then end up with the reality that certain kinds of practices do seem to destroy souls whereas other yes. kinds of practices specifically li- the liturgy seem to elevate souls maybe that's a clue it's like yeah. if you want to experience and practice it maybe there, there's a clue there which is we know what happens <laughs> when we get involved in the worship that is mis- misfocused yes it wears us out it 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 it, it sucks our energy it I mean, stops our hearts. Which the, 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 the... It's that enormous creativity that gets dumped into nothingness. Because mm-hmm. there's no, there's nothing at the end. There's no, there's no generation. There's no, there's no growth. It sort of builds and then crashes and dissipates and then it has to happen again and again and after a while you know if you if 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 you put that much human energy into another project like construction or farming or creating music this kind of stuff like eventually you're you're gonna get a city it's like it's it's almost (laughs) yes that it is the energy of civilization in that Right. Time down on the ground in in pursuit of this kind of sentence, but with with no relationship, with no like iconic restoration, with no 
with no growth. It's just, it's it's very very strange. I I had I had something that happened uh once when I was traveling. I went to a, I went to a rave. Uh when I was in Italy once. It was it was good fun. But this was a really strange experience because this is not in my raver days. This was later and a friend of mine asked me and she said, "Oh, do you want to come to one of these parties?" I said, "Oh yeah, I used to do this ages ago." But I thought I would like to see how this culture, this particular culture, has adopted this kind of uh, anti liturgy after being so Catholic for so long, mm. and being so embedded in the church and the the rhythm of of the um, ecclesiastical calendar, the, the the metronome of the saints. So I thought I'll go and I'll check it out and see what the, what they're doing. And I went there and it was kind of shocking nihilism because I love Italians so much. I love the Italian culture so much. And I thought, what are you guys doing? It's like, <laughs> how are you abandoning your heritage for this trash? At least where I'm from, we come from the bush. We're forest people. We have eucalyptus trees. We do not have architecture. There, There's, you know... Prometheus hasn't touched Australia quite like he touched Europe. But the uh, it was just kind of a shocking thing. And then I was walking down a staircase in one of the, the areas and I saw this little icon of, of the, the Madonna on the, on the ground. Because even now, all over the Italian peninsula, you'll go into different areas. You'll... Mary, St. Mary, mm -hmm. Theotokos, she's everywhere. And it was really cute. Someone had, had someone had lit candles in front of the icon, even at the rave. Oh wow! I think you showed me a picture. Sure, of that I thought once. it was quite. Yeah, I did. That was the raving Madonna. The raving Madonna. Yeah. But what I'm thinking, so just... you're talking about civilization. We're saying that there's culture and things like that, and I'm thinking, so we are we mm. are in the culture wars and the internet conversation and the and the the mystery there, which is always think is oh, it should be it should come out of. Europe, it should come out of, you know, particular races. It should, it's like, mm. what is it, the it, that we're obviously trying to participate in, to be, you know, be, be in glory with. Now I'm showing Bawit, which you all should know oh. because it shows up <laughs> yeah. in our opening sequence each episode. Mm. This is, of course, in the Egyptian desert. <laughs> and yeah. that what, I mean, what you and I've been talking about and trying to describe is this is, this is a, it's, you know, culture building cult. It has to come out of the worship cult. And as yeah. carbon Mike, hi carbon Mike, um, has pointed out agriculture farming, right? It actually comes out of the land and the, but it has to come out of worship directed correctly, which is, yes. I mean, it, there has to be at this level of spiritual reality. Otherwise you're still just making, um, machines that you hope give you, you know, ecstasy, that like ecstasy machines. Without it, without the the focus on the liturgy, we end up with, in fact, no. Um, beautiful art. There, there's mm -hmm. sort of faux beauty that that crumbles away and decays, and you know, always in Christian art, there's this problem of, uh, don't worship the art because it is material and 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 transitory and such. But the the desire for beauty, the desire for participation in the Godhead, the living light of the Godhead, Jerry, is what enables us <laughs> to create this transcendently referential beauty 
it's not going to happen yeah. without it being focused on worship. And, and, and I, I, I do find that mm-hmm. absent in, you know, unfortunately some of our, as it were, culture war allies, um, discussions yes. about what it is they want with Christianity. It's like, but get to the, you know, the root of what Christianity is, which is correct worship of, of our creator and an understanding of the reality of the incarnation and the, the, the role that that plays in our ability to behold the living light of the Godhead in his glory and, and, and everything that that means. And it's, it's as a medievalist, I'm like frustrated that you're y'all not reading enough Hildegard of Bingen, um, <laughs> that you're, that, that we don't have in the present culture. I mean, never mind the, you know, I don't know that we don't have in the present culture, a deep appreciation of the complexity of this, worship that we should be participating in and we get these cheap copies how's that (laughs) well it's like uh without that we're just technologists and then it's just bombing cosmetics factories right it's bombing well and we say that what are those cosmetics they're what the uh the Enochian angels, the famous Nephilim who, you know, come down and have children with the daughters of men and have giants and stuff like that. Those, those, those mm-hmm. angels bring with them knowledge of metallurgy and, um, you know, eye makeup, apparently in Timony. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, this, the, this sort of cosmetics and, and, and weapons end up in two kinds of warfare, as, as we might say, right? The sexual warfare of, of women and against men and the, the, the the physical violence of men against each other and mm-hmm. you know they also bring the alphabet and abortion so you know we're going to talk about that a little bit more <laughs> where, where the other media the media, the media uh, effects have come but um i think it's the cosmetics is always i we, you we had talked about this last time because you you still sparked that right at what point is it the cosmetics that are the problem because you know to to a large extent now i'm showing mary raving right? <laughs> in this lovely rave statue of that i saw in st louis um you know i it's not about it's the the beauty or the desire for love i think it's it's that that cosmetics are are again trying to draw human attention away from god and that's when it becomes dangerous for us mm. sort of making these artificial raves as opposed to the focus on on the light in which we are made. Yeah, the the the, the altar is uh, we're trying to distract from the altar. Maybe. I mean, certain certainly we worry about we worry when women make themselves the focus. Mm. Thanks for watching us all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we we live in irony <laughs> we're always in the irony of yes please pay attention to us because yeah. we'd like to share with this, you this this understanding about why you shouldn't pay attention to us or at least not us as us right? <laughs> can we be angels for you mediators of well no because christ is our one mediator which is in fact i've, I've learned in this angel study this is that's what the context for that actually is saying christ is the one mediator is more about christ as the great angel right? That there's no other angel mm. mediator for us. He is the one that comes from heaven um, as our great angel. So th- that solved that particular mystery, whether Mary can intercede for us. That's a different directional problem. Um, but mm. that we are, 
um, that we can be somehow, we should be pointing people to that light and it should always be about that light. And as we've been watching Kanye in the last week or so, trying to point people to Christ, right? Yes. Point people to Christ. It's, it's the, you know, I like what he says about having an audience of one, right? It's like, we should all be performing for God yes. who loves us because he wants us as his children to be dancing before him, not before the ones that would distract distract us from him. Yeah. Yeah, Kanye doesn't want to rave the same way anymore. <laughs> right. Or be the center of people's attention in the way that he had been. Although, ironically, mm. because of the way we deal with celebrity in our in our culture, he still is. <laughs> um, yes. The temptations are, are huge and, and the uh the desire for shortcuts is always there. The joy that we're aiming towards is living light of the godhead <laughs> it is it is but you can't shortcut an icon restoration can you i like that it's an artistic process <laughs> in which we are very happy to have everyone join us now we have we've had this okay so i did i should i should acknowledge the chat because they've been with us all 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 evening um Reprobus says some of those rave girls gave have makeup that'll give you nightmares. Well, you, now you know why, right? Lodi, no more. <laughs> what are we losing here with the apocryphal texts? Um, we'll have to talk more about the apocryphal texts. The the Enochian stories have have their own complexity. Um, Mel, Lodi, Wisconsin. I think I think we've lost where they are in the conversation. Um, oh. Mike, one thousand. This discussion sheds light on my own history of seeking. We are seeking. We're all longing for that, that light of the Godhead, and it's it's interesting mm -hmm. how much we yearn for it, and how um, it's interesting. It's like why why don't we just aim for it always? Why? I mean, it should be easy to be saints. <laughs> it should be easy to be doing nothing but <laughs> longing for the holy. And it's it's so interesting that it's like we fall, what fallenness is that we put so many obstacles in our own way to something that should be straightforward mm. and direct. The simplicity of loving God. It, it is fascinating. Well, we do have an adversary. True, true. Who is allowed to test us? And I, you know, it's like I always think: is it just to make the to make it more exciting? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> is it? I that I I know Vox has talked well about that. You know, you believe in evil. Christianity. We know we have an adversary. We know we have to fight it. We know that that adversary is real. Why we have that adversary? I mean, it's the fall, but. Like that, that, mm -hmm. that to me is still one of those ponders, need to ponder, yeah. marvel and ponder. That might be another, that might be another stream. <laughs> I'm so happy we can always end this by saying to be continued. <laughs> yes. I, I do have to go now though. To be I continued. Thought, thought Thank you for part. joining us. To be continued. Thank you so much.